Thursday, June, what are we, our 15th already. My goodness, we should know that because it's Tim Lincecum's birthday. And this is what you got to love about baseball. This is the what you got to love about numbers lining up. What I think is so very, very cool is we all know Timmy wore number 55. Today is the 55th Damon Bruce show right here on Damon Bruce Plus. Welcome back to the Plus. It is wonderful to have you here. We got an awful lot to get into today. Going to be a little bit of a short show because I'm taking a business trip with my buddy Ike a little bit later on today. We are going to go up to his brand new Brentwood location. I think the official grand opening is tomorrow, not necessarily today, but I'm really looking forward to hanging out with this guy right here. As a matter of fact, uh, let me thank my sponsors. I want to tell you that I love Uncle Boy's very, very much. An awesome local burger joint that we care deeply about, that cares deeply about San Francisco. A San Francisco original in the inner Richmond. And of course, run by real San Franciscans. I love me some Uncle Boy's. I love me. Love me some blackened whiskey. One of my favorites. I mean, it is fantastic. You like it, the brown liquor? You're going to love it, the blackened whiskey. You can trust me on that. And, of course, Ike. And what I love about here is that Ike's face shows up on the broadcast over the cardboard cutout of Ike's, which today, through the power of incredible technology, We've actually animated. Ike, how you doing, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? It's really good to have you here today. Thank you so much for stopping on by. It's great being here on the Plus. I'm getting your hat. seat. Here we go. Oh, it's like a steel cage match. It is here. a steel cage match. So did that work? Did that play? Did Oh, so this is going to be in your face. Let's try to no, get no. that out of your face. But, I, dude, you really look like a cardboard cutout, so congratulations to you. Oh, props to the cardboard cutout over there for being the real MVP. I can't be there when I can't be there. You wore the same T-shirt, too. I mean, yeah. you dressed it up. You can take the Davy Crockett hat off now, or you can just continue to rock it. I mean, it looks really good. It's part of the brand now, I think. It is part of... <laughs> you have to redesign your bag logo. The Davy <laughs> Crockett hat is now needed. Um, w one of the reasons why the Plus was able to just turn around and create itself is because of this guy right here and the support that you offered, and it means an awful lot. And I'm looking forward to going out to Brentwood today with you. What are we doing? It's going to be a fun time, yeah. Uh, so we're going to meet, meet up, and we're going to do some uh, videos together, and then we're going to have the meetup with you guys, uh, first 25 people that just mentioned the Damien Bruce Plus show. Come on in. First 25 of y'all, I will buy you some. Well, Damon's going to yeah, buy you a sandwich. The, the, the look, make eye, sweet eye contact oh, with the audience I out there. I will buy you a sandwich. Hopefully a Damon Bruce, but it doesn't need to be. Hey, whatever floats your boat, it's the sandwich that you... Whatever you need, you can get it at Ike's and obviously at Tim Lincecum. Today is his birthday, for goodness sake. Can you believe it? Timmy is 39 years old. 39? Wow. 39 years old. You were saying that he was your first like, sports collaborative sandwich. Yeah, Timmy Lincecum. Big time, Big time Timmy Jim was the first, <laughs> first Ike's like official collab that we did with the athlete. And uh, that one, he sprung all the other ones because once people saw that he had a sandwich and it was right when he won his first Cy Young. Guys get they, jealous. Yeah. They want their own sandwiches. Matt Cain was like, wait, 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 what about me? And then other people would come in and go, wait, wait, this guy's got a sandwich and this guy's got a sandwich. And so if it, if it wasn't for Big Time Timmy Jim, maybe we wouldn't have the... Hundreds of sports collabs and, and other athlete collabs and celeb collabs. Speaking of hundreds, we're talking about a hundredth store opening soon. Soon. It'll be within the next six months, hundred store. I remember when you used to get booted out of the Castro from whatever location you tried to pop up in. I mean, this is 
This is what, like 15 years ago? Yeah, like when this was 15 happening? 15 years. I've been kicked out of the Castro four times, with or without a permit. So hey, any it man, doesn't matter. Any man worth his salt in San Francisco has been thrown out of the Castro about three or four times. But, um, dude, it is awesome to have you here. I'm looking forward to hanging out t today and, and doing a lot of stuff and meeting some of the Plucers and your fans and people who love sandwiches up in Brentwood. I'm into it, man. This is going to be a fun day. It'll be fun. Yeah, all you Plucers I've been chatting with, make sure you say what's up if you come on by. Absolutely. I don't know why our chat here is just not populating. It's not happening on the restream, but Jillian, who chat is... Chat overlay? Yeah, no, no, no chat overlay. If we turn it on, no, it just says no new comments are not displayed oh. here. So I don't, I don't know what's going on, but Jillian's telling me it is working, which maybe means we're not going to be able to get to Club Plus today if I can't read the chat, but we got to get going a little bit earlier anyway, so... Let me quickly host a show, and then we'll get out of here. All right, let's do it. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Come here. Freaking love this guy. Uh, and keep supporting my man, D. Bruce. This is awesome. Like it. If you haven't already liked, tell your friends to subscribe. I don't even care if you buy sandwiches, but make sure you subscribe. There you go. I mean, what kind of endorsement could you possibly need better than that one? Ike, thank you so very much. Good to see you. Um, I th Dude, we feel so naked without... Yeah, put your cardboard cutout back. I'd stand here for the rest of the show, but I don't know if I could. No, we can't afford that. We can't afford that in the budget. We can't rent an Ike for an hour, for goodness sakes. Anyways, that's my man right there. Did you like the optical illusion? I tell you, it really looked like he was standing there. It really did. Uh, so, look, happy birthday, Tim Lincecum. We've turned 55, 55 episodes today, and maybe you come out to Brentwood, and we'll see you a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, speaking of birthdays, this is an important sports birthday, I think, because it's on the, well, it's bigger than Mount Rushmore. It's, it's, it would be my top five sports baseball movies of all time. Bull Durham was released today in 1988, which makes Bull Durham 35 years old. Bull Durham's 35 years old today. And as you all know, candlesticks make a nice gift. Um... I looked this up because I was wondering, was Susan Sarandon 35 when she filmed Bull Durham? Or was she even older than that? Because Susan Sarandon dropped like one of the great first iconic milfy performances uh, in, in Bull Durham. She was hot as hell in that movie. Um, intellectually stimulating as well, of course. It's not just all body type, even though Susan Sarandon is known for famously fantastic knockers. Um, she was 42 when they filmed Bull Durham. 42. So hasn't even caught up with the Susan Sarandon timeline yet, but Bull Durham today is 35 years old, and it is forever cemented in my top five baseball movies, along with The Natural, Bull Durham, Major League, Eight Men Out, and The Sandlot. Like, to me, those are the five best baseball movies ever. In no particular order, by the way. That was not a ranking. If we did have to actually rank them, Eight Men Out might have to be number one. It's that great of a movie, followed by The Natural, which is like a poem, followed by Major League, followed by Bull Durham, followed by The Sandlot, if I had to rank them. But that, that's, that's negotiable. It's totally negotiable. Um, look, the San Francisco Giants have officially become interesting, boys and girls.
I know we spent a lot of days talking about the A's in a row here, and rightfully so. What is happening over there is, 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 is a crime. It's a sports war crime, what John Fisher is doing. We'll talk a little bit about the A's. They got a chance to take three of four from Tampa, and obviously last night a bit of uh, legislation passed that is not good news for Oakland. There's no doubt that the A's will be moving to Nevada, to Las Vegas, Las Vegas wants it. The governor there wants it. And the only thing that could screw this up now is John Fisher and Dave Cavill. So, you know, never count that out. Never count that out. Don't count out the San Francisco Giants is something that I don't think a lot of people were prepared to really face this year. But here we are. Don't count out the San Francisco Giants. There is something going on with this baseball team, which, look, I, is it going to translate to now they're World Series champions? I don't think so. This team could be in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, I believe they're leading the wild card right now. But beyond that, they're just a couple games back of the Dodgers for second place. And if you think Arizona is going to run away with this division, you might be the only one who ever thought that. The San Diego Padres have been eminently disappointing up to this point. The Dodgers are very mid right now, even with all their spending and talent. The Diamondbacks are officially interesting, but are you taking the Diamondbacks to win this division right now? I'm not. So what are we talking about here? What we're talking about with the Giants is the least reported upon actual youth movement that is happening in baseball. And maybe this is because people don't, they don't want to go out of their way to say Farhan's doing anything good or they approve of what Farhan has done. But I just looked this up, and I'm not going into a statistical grind here on you. But the Giants are now officially four games over 500. They've won four in a row and seven of their last nine. Luis Matos has been called up, obviously. Um, and it feels like there is a very much unreported upon youth movement underway here. Matos is, you know, let's not get too excited. He's had three major league at-bats, right? Hitting his first major league at-bat. Always like a good harbinger of career to come, you hope. Uh, he's 21 years old. He is the second youngest position player in baseball today. So he's a baby in every sense of the word. Then you had this year's, you know, first rookie to show up and make an impact, Casey Schmidt. He is, you know, a shortstop, third base, second base, middle infielder kind of guy who is only 24 years old, and he looks the part. I know his bat has cooled down a little bit, but of course you had to expect that to happen. The bat that hasn't cooled down at all is Patrick Bailey, who turned 24 just last month, and without putting the pressures of being the next Buster Posey on this young man, he is the best rookie catcher that the San Francisco Giants have had since Buster Posey. Full stop, bar none. It's an accurate way to describe the dawn of Mr. Bailey's career. Blake Sable is only 25 years old. There is an awful lot to like about him, especially when he's not catching. He, he is poorly cast as this team's catcher. I like him a lot more as an outfielder, as a DH. I'd even start getting him reps over at first. Um... David VR, he's been hurt, so he hasn't done much. He's only 26 years old. Brett Wisely, I'm just going to be nice here because the statistics aren't really showing it, but he's a contributor. He just turned 24 last month. You got Keaton Wynn, 
Now, Keaton Wynn got brought up and then sent right back down, but he's only 25 and earned a multiple inning save in his Major League debut just a couple days ago in St. Louis. Elio Ramos is on the 60-day IL right now, but, you know, here he is in the bigs. He's only 23 years old, and I know he's not a homegrown farmhand, but Tyro Estrada? Dude, Estrada is only 27 years old. If either Kyle Harrison or Carson Wisenhunt pitch their way into the major leagues this year, whoo, the youth movement is official. I mean, there's something going on here. It feels like there is a passing of the torch to the next generation of Giants fans happening right in front of our own eyes, and we're really not talking about it. You might be talking about this one guy, one guy, one guy, this guy over here, that guy over there, and then old man Yastrzemski has the really good at bat in the ninth inning to send the game to extras where they beat the Cardinals to sweep the Cardinals for the first time in St. Louis since, like, I was graduating college. I think it was 1998. I graduated college in 97, December of 97. So um, are the Giants a great baseball team? The definitive and correct answer is no. Are they a bad baseball team? The definitive and correct answer to that question is also no. They've got a few interesting veteran pieces that they either want to hang on with or maybe flip at the trade deadline and say, we like our youth movement. We're more of an illusion of a contender than we are a real contender as we are constructed right now. So we are going to give a little back today to be better tomorrow. What could you get if you offered up Cobb or Di Sclafani? Probably not as much for Di Sclafani. Jock Peterson who I think is a valuable left-handed bat that they'd be crazy to kind of walk away from. There's no real reason to do that. So the next week, week and a half of Giants baseball, where they're playing in division an awful lot, they got Dodgers starting tomorrow down in L.A., then they got the Padres, they got the Diamondbacks coming up on the schedule. These are an important stretch of games, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 games that will go a long way to inform this front office about what it might or might not do at the trade deadline. So rightfully so, the A's and the situation that they have found their owner thrust them into, that situation was worth the lion's share of our time this week so far. There's something going on with the San Francisco Giants. They're officially interesting once again, and really out of a baseball team. I don't know what more you could really want than that. Um, A's baseball news, and I want to do this quickly. I don't want to get bogged down in fucking John Fisher today. No one wants. I doubt even Mrs. Fisher wants to fuck John Fisher as much as we have over the last couple of days. But um, the A's winning streak snapped yesterday, sort of a come down from the emotions of the reverse boycott kind of expected Tampa to probably win. Tampa's playing this afternoon. And look, the A's can still take three or four from Tampa Bay with a win this afternoon. You know, what, what would that mean if they actually did that? Nothing. Like they're so far out of the real conversation of baseball. The best they can do is offer blimps, blips of interesting 
And based on the fact it looks like they are going to Vegas, how interested you may or may not want to be, it's totally up to you. And I understand that's a personal choice. So you do what's best for you. There is absolutely no end to John Fisher and Dave Cavill screwing up their own stadium situation. But now they're in bed with a new location that may not let them screw it up. Um, Vegas is a get shit done and get shit done quick kind of town these days. And the governor, which is the last signature on the official legislation that has been passed, is going to sign that. There's no doubt about that. He's the one who ramrodded this deal that no one really wanted through, but he so wants baseball on the strip that he is going to settle for the worst baseball option available. Okay, have at it. You deserve you deserve every inch of John Fisher that you get if you really go into business with him. So good luck with all that. Um, there is no doubt in my mind the owners will turn together and just screw over the fans in Oakland and 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 vote on the the move unless there is some anti John Fisher movement amongst the owners that I am not seeing or have trouble predicting. Christina Carl of the San Francisco Chronicle, wrote, Oakland was played exactly the way Montreal was played. A real possibility for keeping a team was in place and identified, but baseball plutocrats panicked, started calling names, blaming fans, and did what they wanted all along, which is probably identify and move to Las Vegas. Let me just say this. I brought this up with Larry Kruger last night in the home and home. If the A's are really taken out of the city of Oakland to go to Las Vegas, I don't want to hear another word, not another documentary, not another swan song for a lack of diversity in baseball. And when we're talking about diversity in baseball, let's be totally honest, and I'm going to be a little crass here, but we're not talking about brown people. We're talking about black people. There is a lack of black faces in Major League Baseball, certainly in the dugout and in the stands as well. And the most amount of black faces you ever saw in any stands would be the stands in Oakland. And if this Major League moment is going to walk away from Oakland, I don't ever want to hear a word about diversity from Major League Baseball ever again. Just shut the fuck up on the topic. You have the most diverse crowd you're ever going to get into a baseball stadium, and you're abandoning them to make one white billionaire go from wealthy to wealthier. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, like, how come there aren't more Andrew McCutcheons? Go fuck yourselves. How about that? How about that? How about, you? How about that, Major League Baseball? I'm really angry at the powers that be. And you should be, too. There is a disgusting story about Trevor Bauer, who we all know is proven to be kind of a gross human being. And a another woman is accusing him of sexual assault. Now, are there is there an element of maybe someone's trying to extort some money out of him going on here? At least that's certainly what he and his lawyers are saying. I think it is fair to say that two things are true in this instance. Trevor Bauer has been charged with and convicted of zero crimes. I can also say with an awful lot of confidence that he seems like a mega asshole who you wouldn't want your daughter or any woman that you love to be around unsupervised. 
a fourth woman who has accused him of, uh, oh, by the way, I just got an email because obviously Jillian was asking about uh, uh, how come this chat isn't working. They're saying that the chat for the restream that I'm doing right now is temporarily down. I can find chats somewhere else. I can also, I guess, just open up YouTube and take a look. But um, hello, my name is Justin with Restream Support, and I'll be helping you today. I wonder if Justin's a real person or a bot. I don't know. I think Jillian's upstairs try trying to handle all that. But if you are chatting today, thank you for all of your support. Hit that like button. I love you all. If anyone is dropping jingle jangle in today, I'm sorry. I cannot acknowledge it at this particular time. It means an awful lot. Thank you for all of your support. Back to Trevor Bauer. A fourth woman, according to this ESPN story, has accused former baseball, uh, Major League Baseball pitcher Trevor Bauer of sexual assault in a lawsuit filed in Arizona. Bauer has countersued the woman for fraud, saying she's attempting to harass and extort money from him in the wake of similar allegations made by three other women and look maybe she is maybe she isn't there are a lot of people involved in this story and i think it's safe to say that they are all responsible for actions unbecoming and damon are you victim blaming this woman no i'm not but i am going to say that the course of action that she took according to her own timeline, makes me think that poor choices are what she brings to the table. So it says here, the woman stated in her initial complaint that she had visited Bauer at his home in Scottsdale, Arizona, several times before the assault. During the earlier visits, not the visit in which she is accusing him of sexual assault and apparently he impregnated her and she said that she lost the baby after he wanted to pay for an abortion. Like, this is ugly. This whole thing is ugly. But during those earlier visits, he held, quote, a jagged steak knife to her throat and choked her several times. Ladies... Little advice here from Uncle Damon. If you go to a man's house and he holds a jagged steak knife to your throat and chokes you, let's say this all happens on a Monday. And I've got a knife to your throat and I'm choking you on a Monday. If that really happens and you're back on Wednesday... You're a fucking idiot. Or that kind of thing floats your boat. I deeply suggest that you go ahead and leave all knife-to-your-throat situations. That would be my advice. I'm not victim-blaming, but you should always walk away from knife-to-the-throat situations. Just little advice from Uncle Damon. Again, you know, I, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that you're asking for a bad situation to go down, but if you visit Mike Tyson in his hotel room at 3 in the morning, what do you think he's asking you over for? That's not going to be a game of gin rummy. We're not going over there to play crazy eights, okay? Um, making good choices to protect yourself is, is a really good piece of advice for everyone. Again, on Monday, he held a knife to my throat. On Tuesday, he choked me. 
And then on Wednesday, I was sexually assaulted. How did you get back into that situation on Wednesday unless you're kind of walking into it? I don't know what to believe. This whole thing is gross. Everyone involved seems to be a massive douchebag. I don't know what to believe. I just know that we're probably never going to see Major League Baseball let Trevor Bauer throw another pitch. Um, This is kind of an extraordinary situation, though, because he was. He was the highest paid player in baseball. Hold on for a second, honey. Come on over here. Let's say somebody held a throat to your knife on a Monday and you're back on Tuesday. What do you think that that says? Probably a bad guy and you should probably get out of it. But not everybody has that option, Damon. So keep that in mind. I know not everyone has that option. But again, you're at his house on Monday, knife to your throat on a Monday. You then go home. If you go back to his house, that's probably a bad idea, right? Yeah, but I mean, no, no, no. There's not. It's not a yeah, but (laughs) there's probably way more to the story than what you think it is. It's but no, no, no. It's literally I'm using what she has said in her complaint. This is what it. This is what it is. The woman stated in her initial complaint she visited Bauer at his home in Scottsdale, Arizona, several times before the assault. So that means I'm showing up multiple times, and in those multiple times of visiting before you sexually assaulted, he held a jagged steak knife to her throat, choked her several times. Is that a situation you're going back to? If you have a choice, probably not. Yeah. It's a bad, 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 bad idea. look, bad idea, bad idea. Protect yourself at all times is the situation, right? Agreed. Okay. But there's probably a lot more going on there than there's you probably a lot more going on. But if you didn't go back to his house, you know what would be going on? Nothing. If you didn't show back up at Casa de Bauer for more choking and steak knifing to the throating, there's nothing going on. Damon, are you victim blaming? No, because I don't know who the victim is here. I don't know who's telling the truth. I don't know. But I'm just setting up a scenario where on a Monday knife to your throat, Tuesday means don't go back. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think that that's even controversial or needs to come with a whole bunch of disclaimers in front of it. Good Lord. Anyways, I have chat now. I have chat now. Jillian set it up on a separate screen over here. Thank you very, very much, Jillian. I truly appreciate that. Stop victim blaming. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Someone said, Damon, does it say what room this occurred in? No, I have no idea what room it occurred in. How did everyone do? Tommy Huxley dropping a five spot in there. Thank you very much, Tommy Huxley. I did see that over here. Got a lot of Farhan socks. Rockin' New Era 84 says, Ike, we're going to see you later. I hope you do come on over. What time are we going to be in Brentwood? Drew Down wants to know. We're going to be there from four to six today saying hello. First 25 plusers who walk on in. You're going to get a free sandwich. Um, Our uh, scumbag stories continue with uh, Conor McGregor. And I just saw this like uh, right before Ike rang our doorbell to get here today. I just saw this, that Conor McGregor is being accused of raping a woman at game four of the NBA finals. The UFC star, of course, says the allegations aren't true. Um, But uh, McGregor was certainly there because we saw this would have all happened on the same night that he punched Bernie the mascot and sent that mascot to the ER. Apparently, TMZ says that there was a violent sexual assault inside of a uh, inside of a men's bathroom in the arena and in the letter accusing him of doing all this, 
There is a claim that the NBA and the Miami Heat security helped separate the woman from her friends. And this is a very ugly story. Very ugly. And if there is any element of, one, this being true, or two, in arena security provided a location for this assault to have, have happened in, oh, my gosh. This is either going to go away as a story or become a very large story. So, yikes. Freaking yikes. Irwin says, Damon, love the shirt. Thank you. I do. It's uh, true. I love this shirt, too. I like all the, the street names. I'm a street sign guy. Uh, Otis Bird says, McGregor is a monster. Well, I, I don't know the guy. Uh, again, I don't need to know someone or meet someone to figure it out quickly. That guy's an asshole. You know, that, that, there, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, and this goes way beyond the bravado that comes with UFC fighters or boxers or anything like that. I don't care. I'm not talking about the guy on the day is trying to sell pay-per-views. I'm talking about everything else I've ever seen or heard from this guy. He seems like a flaming asshole. So when that's your reputation, there's not a lot I just put past you. Damon moved to uh, Texas, Houston. Uh, here's Sarah says. Wait, Damon moved to Houston, Texas. Glad this makes it easier to find you. I don't, I don't know what that means there, but I, I, have not, I, I have not moved to Houston, Texas, but this is available in Houston, Texas. I thought this was a shot at the Houston Texans for maybe being involved in all the uh, Yankee spanky of uh, Deshaun Watson. I thought that that's what that was. I don't know what that was. But, Sarah, thank you very much for listening. It's good to have you here. Um, guy just seems to totally suck. By the way, thank you very much to Dennis H. Um, can you bring back the key ku taco t ku taco drop? I don't know what key t ku taco. I don't I don't know what that drop is. T ku taco. I I don't know. I I don't know what the t ku taco drop. Dude, what are you talking about? Are you high, man? Key to ku taco. What are you talking about? Oh, she moved to Texas. It's Damon moved to Houston. What are you talking about? Who's moving to Houston? What are people talking about? I I don't live in Houston, Texas. I don't live in Texas. I would never live in Texas. I live in San Francisco. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I guess this this is a rumor. I don't know. I don't know what is going on here. Anyways, Sarah moved to Houston. You're still in your basement. Yes, this is all true. Okay. I do come from Tracy. Sarah, though, says here's what I'm going to do with the chat today. I'm I'm just going to do this now. It's distracting. I can't look at it somewhere else, too. So, look, I want to wrap up with this because we are one week away from the NBA draft. 
One week away from the NBA draft, and there is a Jonathan Kaminga trade rumor out there, which I was talking about with Larry Kruger last night on Home and Home. And the rumor is that they're going to take Jonathan Kaminga and trade with someone who is in the lottery, Kaminga, to that team for their lottery pick. If that were to really happen, you'd be hitting the reset button on a player timeline. And given that Steve Kerr just doesn't want to play rookies who haven't had their reps with the Golden State Warriors, like I just, I don't know, I find that a little bit hard to believe. Like most draft rumors about a week before, like I'm not really, I don't know if I'm buying this, like Kaminga is going to turn 21 right before next season starts. Like, the guy's still an NBA baby. He's got a $7.6 million club option for next season. They've already exercised his option into this season. Um, uh, Steve Kerr doesn't like or trust rookies. But if Kaminga is traded, it's going to be proof that he doesn't like or trust Kaminga. And if he really is sitting here two years into the young man's career saying, I don't like or trust this guy then, yeah, I guess there is a chance that he would be traded to just go get another lottery pick and reset another rookie contract. I'll say this about Kaminga. Number one, I like him as a player. I didn't like the way he got all pouty during the postseason. That was kind of uh, unbecoming. But there's lots of talent in this guy. He's going into year three in his career, and it, it should click more in the Warrior system, should it not, this year? With more minutes, just, you know, well, you got to earn your minutes in Steve's offense. Well, hopefully by year three, he's earning them. It should be clicking for a young man in year three. And if there is a trade of Jonathan Kaminga, there's only two things that could really be the reasons for it. Number one, the Warriors just think he is mentally weak or immature or has a low basketball IQ and is spending way too much time not getting it than enough time getting it, and it just doesn't fit. And look, if the piece doesn't fit, then go ahead and make the trade. But if this isn't about his basketball IQ, his intelligence, his actual demeanor or mentality, if it's not about that, then what we're also looking at here is a major problem developing talented players that we have to have a conversation with Steve Kerr and this front office about. There's been a lot of drafting of players who, you know, have they gotten better? Like Jordan Poole has gotten better, but there's also been a regression. Again, learning how to play professionally in these leagues is not a steady linear climb of improvement. It often ebbs and flows. I think people need to lay off Jordan Poole a little. He's not he's not as good as you hoped he'd be. He's not as bad as you think he is. Well, he's overpaid a little bit. Who gives a shit? That happens all the time. Um interesting. It's an interesting rumor. An interesting rumor. We will be talking more about possible trades that the Warriors may or may not make as they get closer and closer to the actual day of the NBA draft, which is next week, which means Friday we're going to come on back and clean up a lot of the stuff this week that we haven't 
really had time to get to. We're going to start prepping you for what next week on the Plus is going to look like as we build towards the NBA draft, and I'm really looking forward to that. I actually think that the Warriors, because there might be too many cooks in the kitchen right now, I don't think they're going to make the big trade of Kaminga or Jordan Poole. I think they stick and stay at 19 and hopefully have Trace Jackson Davis just fall to them. Wouldn't that be something? What if the Hoosiers traded Jonathan Kaminga to move up in the draft and they take Jalen Hood Shafino from Indiana in the lottery and then at 19 come back and take Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana? If they add two Hoosiers in the year that I also got laid off from their flagship station, that would just be a tragedy. But you know what? We're going to spend more time with those Hoosiers over here than on any other station. I can promise you that. I'm going to have them over to, for fucking dinner with me and Jillian. Hoosiers stick together. Don't let him draft two Hoosiers. <laughs> I would just be ridiculous if they did that. I might have to buy Warrior season tickets if they do that. I'm going to wear candy stripes to the fucking press conference if they do that. Let these guys know who I am. Is that professional to wear candy stripes to a press conference? We'll find out. Maybe. We'll find out. Um, no club plus today. Again, Ike and I got a few things to do before we hop up to Brentwood for the opening of his new store in Brentwood. If you're coming up there today, please come hungry and get ready to say hello. I can't wait to meet you if you're coming out there this afternoon. But thank you so much for tuning in today. It means an awful lot every single time you do it. We gained yesterday one of my biggest subscriber days ever. I think that was a lot of A's fans realizing like, hey, this guy isn't as against us as some people have tried to convince us of. And there was a lot of love from A's fans yesterday. And I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for being in here. Thank you for loving the show. It means a lot. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. It means an awful lot. We're going to be back tomorrow. We'll be Club Plusin tomorrow. We might even have to break out since today. I believe Ike and I are going to go to Uncle Boy's before we go on up to uh, his new store in Brentwood. So with all of that sponsorship love tomorrow, we might have to bust out a little, some bottle pulls. Might be bottle pull Friday tomorrow with a little blackened whiskey when it's all said and done. But thank you so much for tuning in. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And for real. This time, right now, I can tell you, and like that, he's gone.